Welcome to the Successful Mind Podcast. On today's episode, you're going to learn how to connect the dots going backward to build your self-esteem going forward. Come in and get a listen. Successful people learn how to make their minds work for them. We are Life Is Now, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. So, Steph, I was thinking about something the other day, and we were, uh, I talked a little bit about it on one of our on MDM morning groups. Um, this kind of came from the idea of really making sure that we connect the dots to understand just how much we're growing and how good we actually are. Like one of the things you and I experience a lot with business owners is they don't give themselves credit for what they've done. Like They're, none. Like exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, well, that's yeah. And, they, and you're not even exaggerating. They, they very much look at all the things that they haven't done yet or that they can't do or the failures that they've had or mistakes or whatever without really looking at all of the pieces that they've put together in a, in a great way. And there used to be an old exercise that they did in, um, uh, uh, what, what I was in my thought there for a second in self-improvement where you would draw a timeline out and the timeline worked so that you could go back on this timeline and reframe errors that you made in your past that you were holding on to, which it was a great exercise. Yeah, it that's was, a great exercise. Yeah, it's a great exercise. So Steve, a few years back, Steve Jobs, before he passed away, said that you cannot connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots looking backward. Yeah. You have no idea what came together, what had to happen in order for everything to come together for you to, to be the success that you are. So I did this exercise where I said, I'm going to connect the dots. I'm going to go right back to this very interesting place in my life. And I had a group of people do this also. So if you're listening to this, when the, the first chances you get to sit down and actually be able to write this out, write, write this out because it'll be, it'll be really helpful. And the idea was, when was the first time that I started making a conscious decision for my own life, where I'm really bearing the brunt of the responsibility and the consequence if something goes wrong? And the first decision that I really made that had that kind of an impact was when I quit high school in 1984. So I, so I wrote down on a sheet of paper, uh, 1984 as being the first place where I made this decision. Now, this, in my mind, I'm looking at this. What is this decision doing? It's giving me, it's giving me, a, 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 it's a directive and it is a move, it is a certain movement forward into my life. Because I've made this decision, this decision has consequences and now I'm going to follow through on whatever this decision was and I'm going to see what the consequences are. And the idea would be that I would make adjustments as I go. However, I didn't know about the adjustments part back then. I just, 
I was I was trying to run from a bad situation and making poor decisions because I didn't know how to make good ones. Yeah. But what's fascinating about this to me was that from 1984 to 1993, what I did was I wrote down every year on a sheet of paper <clears throat> and I drew the line year by year. And I looked at the, the decisions versus the consequences. Did my, was my life getting better or was it getting worse? And from 84 to 93, it was progressively getting worse. Every year, it was something worse, something worse, something worse. I was making decisions, right? So I made a decision in 84 to quit high school. After that, I decided to work three jobs. Then I went into the Army. Then I got out of the Army. Then I got married. Then I had two kids. Then I got sucked through the dam. Uh, then I went bankrupt. Like it was up and down and up and down decision. So, so just life in general was worse. Life in general was worse. Okay. Every decision that I made was having consequences that I did not know what to do with. I mean, they, they, they were really tough consequences. So in, in um, let's see, in 1992, I think it was 1992, that's when went bankrupt, lost our, lost our, our apartment, uh, had our car repossessed. And we're, we're dealing with this. We're dealing with this issue. We only have a couple hundred dollars in cash to our name. Uh, nobody's helping us. And we're trying to, we're trying to figure this, trying to figure this out. In 1993, I make a different decision. Now I looked at what was I doing up to this point? What I was doing was making a decision from a place that I didn't want to be and not knowing how to change any of the results that I was getting. I was scared. I was lonely. I was in a bad relationship. Um, I didn't have people around me that could give me good advice. And it, it showed, here's the decision. Here's the result that I got. In 1993, I have, a, I have an experience um, where my mind prompts me to kind of think a little bit differently. And for, if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard me tell the story. It was 1993. I was on a forklift. This voice in my head said, change your attitude, and I changed it. <clears throat> I'm not really looking to, to retell that story. The, but, but what I am looking at is that that year, I made a completely different decision. I, instead of trying to change the results that I was getting, I began to change me. So from 84 up, into up until 93, I was trying to change the result. So it was a bad, bad decision, bad result. Then, then I would make another bad decision. Uh, because I was trying to change a bad result. I had never connected at this point anything about me being the cause <laughs> of this, Yeah, right? I mean, Most young people don't at that age. No. You know, either I, you're not self-aware enough, you don't have the life experience enough to, to realize that you're the one that needs to take responsibility for yeah. where you are. Yeah, yeah. So, so I make this change in 1993, and then I scope, then I start going forward every year, 93, 94, all the way up until 2023. And I'm looking at, that both the who I'm being as a person, the challenges that I'm running into, and the way that I start working on trying to change those challenges versus the results that I get. Because it wasn't like from 1993 to 2023 that I didn't have challenges or that things didn't go wrong or I didn't make big screw-ups. But when I went back and looked at how I changed them, in almost every case, I went back at some point and started looking at who am I being in order to change it at the root cause of the actual problem. But 
as I was as I was doing this, because I was just I was just kind of sitting around playing with this as I was thinking. I wasn't really looking for an outcome. I was like, what does this look like over a period of time? That's a lot of years um, of doing things. And my life turned out way, way different than I ever thought that it would. And I began to see how Steve Jobs talked about those dots starting to connect. So then I, I kind of broke it down from, from there. Not only did I look at the decisions that I was making, but I was looking at all the different outcomes that would show up, like meeting you, right? Um, uh, the, all the different people that, that we work with, the relationships that I've had over the years, the opportunities that have come into, uh, into my life, and just kind of like drawing those lines, connecting those dots, like this would not have happened had I not done this. This would not have happened had I not done that. And, and the things that I was doing, had I not been thinking something different, right, instead of not taking responsibility like I did in 84, because I really wasn't, you know? I mean, yeah. I just wanted to get out yeah. of a bad situation. I didn't know what the responsibility end of it was at all. It was just like, get me the hell out of this, right. out of this situation. But then to look back and go, okay, what does it actually mean to take responsibility? All right, here's the problem. Here's the bad problem that I'm having. Here's where my life is blowing up. How do I take responsibility for that? And then, well, the first thing is to admit you're causing it. You're creating, you're creating this problem. Okay, I'm creating this problem. How am I creating this problem? How is it that I'm thinking? How is it that I'm feeling? What is it that I'm looking for and not looking for in order to, get, to continue to get a bad result versus a good result? And the i think kind of the part about it that that was interesting was that over the over those periods of time i was actually able to connect the dots as i went forward to rebuild how i felt about myself which i think was a really big which was a big deal it was a really big deal yeah i at the same time so then i drew another line, like a, a like a shadow line that went along with it um for other individuals that basically were in my life, you know, and some of them still are still there in the way in the background. But, um, and the idea was who did they tell me that I was versus how did I actually think about how I want to be to get out of this situation? And I realized that I, I actually had to go against the grain with what they thought about me because nobody supported what I was doing in, in these directions. The idea was kind of like, you can't do this. You can't be this. Who do you think you are? That type of thing. Yeah. The problem was, was that if I made an error as I was going down that path and any of those people were in my life, they would be right there with, I told you so. Right. Which didn't feel good for me. I mean, that did not feel good at all. But then I had other people in my life. I had people like you. I had other, another really great people in my life who would cheer me on or help me or have a tough conversation with me or, but never be like, I told you so always be like, well, let's look at how we can figure this out. Let's look at what you're doing. Let's look at what somebody else, like, how do we actually solve this problem moving forward? And I, and I was thinking to myself, you know, this is really powerful because if, if people would stop just for a moment, and look at if they would take themselves back, like just take yourself back to the first time you started making decisions for yourself, where you started taking the responsibility um, 
where you really were creating the consequence. You know, this is where you could say, here's, here's where I did it. Here's where I really created the consequence. And you looked at it. You could see how to rebuild your self-esteem step by step by step where you could take ownership of it. Because I just don't say, I, people don't do it. They, and, you know, I had this situation where I was listening to some people talk. And in the conversation that they were having, instead of talking about the, the, um, how good that they did, the, the ability to actually move forward in their own life, they were talking only about what they didn't do. They were looking at, here's this goal that I didn't accomplish, or here's what I didn't do, perfect. And, I was, and as I was listening to them talk about that, I was thinking to myself, you know, one of the things that's fascinating about this is that that, that subconscious um, idea of how our mind thinks that we are, right? So you have this core wound idea that is constantly telling you that you're not enough is ready to just grab on to absolutely anything that it can to say, here, look, see, you didn't, you didn't do this. Yeah, it's like a not enough radar. It's like, like, looking, it's like a radar looking to gather evidence to prove that you're, you're yeah. either not good enough, don't know enough, not lovable enough. It's like this, I mean, it's almost like there's like an indicator at the top of your brain going beep, 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 ready to snatch the first item of evidence that you're, you're a piece of crap. Are you feeling stuck in your business and unsure of how to move forward? Are you tired of trying to figure things out on your own? We are Life Is Now Inc. and we understand the struggles of running a business. That's why we've created the Business Growth Accelerator, a two-day small group workshop that includes direct one-on-one coaching from myself and David Nagel. With our personalized guidance, you'll receive tailored solutions to your unique business problems. You'll learn how to identify hidden opportunities in your business, create an implementation strategy, and overcome your specific challenges. Plus, you'll walk away with the clarity, knowledge, plan, tools, and confidence to grow your business. Don't waste any more time trying to figure things out on your own. Sign up for the Business Growth Accelerator today and receive the personalized guidance you need to take your business to the next level. For more info, go to lifeisnowinc.com forward slash growth. And again, for more info, go to lifeisnowinc.com forward slash growth. And now back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Um, so anyway, so the, the, the idea was what can, a, what can a person do to actually look back to kind of begin to erase that, that thought process? And I think that we have to give a significant amount of attention to the things that we're actually doing and, it, and pay attention to the way that we're thinking and actually changing and be proud of what those things are so that we can connect those dots. I mean, if, that's one of the, believe it or not, I think it's one of the greatest things that Jobs left everybody. If you think about what that guy created, you know, not, totally. not knowing. Um, and, if you, and if you, you know, read his story or watch his story or consume it in some fashion, you, 
could never predict that the things would come in line the way that they did based on uh, the direction that that person was going. But one of the things about this that kind of shocked me a little bit was that as I was drawing out my line and I was thinking about this, I was also thinking about other people that were in my life that didn't do this. And, and I asked myself, where are these, where are these people um, today and what is their viewpoint uh, about, about their life today? Not mm-hmm. about mine, but yeah. more about, yeah. about their life today. And they don't have, they don't have enough. Like, I think that there's wins in their, in their lives, but they don't seem to think that there's enough in there for anything. And it causes them to be jealous and envious. Um, uh, to do things that really make their life look like, I don't know, how would you put it? Um, like there's not enough there for them to, it's almost like it's not worthy of being alive type of a, type of a situation. Meaning that they literally believe that they never got a break, that everybody else that ever did anything good, that they, you know, that they got something special or there was something magic or They're happened. Lucky. They got they got lucky. And you and I both know that none of that, there's nothing, there's no truth about that whatsoever. So they strung up a series of times just looking at everything that went wrong in their life. And that became the reality or the distinction, if you will, of what the facts of, of their, of their life are not being able to even understand that there could be something else running at the same time that could be better. So it's, it's their, their, what you're noticing. And this was, this was, I remember I was sitting in on this group with this group discussion and listening to people, some people celebrating their wins and some people saying, you know, oh, I didn't hit my goal. I didn't do this. I didn't, you know, but they had done really incredible things in other areas of their life. Right. And they were downplaying that. Um, so I see that and, and you're tying it to self-esteem. Yes. Yeah. Like that's low self-esteem. And I, it reminds me of an exercise um, that I was taught many, many years ago that we used to do on the regular with our team and Brandon and I used to do with our kids called appreciations and gratitude. But the flip was, so mo- most of the time appreciations and gratitude is appreciating other people and being grateful for things, being grateful for things outside of yourself, right? Right. So, but this appreciation and gratitude was different. This was, you had to say three things you appreciated about yourself and then three things you were just overall grateful for. And when we first introduced this activity, we did this with our, with our consulting clients. We also did this with, I mean, I did it with my family. We did it with our team. Watching the, the struggle within to try to come up with things that they appreciate about themselves when there's so many things they could have appreciated was fascinating. Because you're not, you're not, you're taught that it's not okay to celebrate your wins. You're, you're taught that it's not okay to appreciate yourself, right? And right. so it doesn't become a habit. Instead, the habit is, the habit is looking at all the things that you didn't do. Looking at all the things that you don't appreciate about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then when you focus on all those things you don't appreciate about yourself, what happens? That's where your energy goes. So that's what you continue to attract. Where... This exercise is really about putting you in a different brain space of like, I'm going to, I'm actually going to, you know, like, I'm going to appreciate myself publicly. It's ridiculously uncomfortable. You can see people grappling with it. Yeah. When, I, when I suggest this exercise, 
let's say we're taking a group of, of clients out for dinner. And I say, okay, we're going to go around the table and everyone's going to do three appreciations and three gratitude. And their response is like, oh God. And the person is like, we're going around saying these appreciations and gratitudes and nobody's hearing anybody else's because right. they're all in their head trying to find the things that they can appreciate about themselves and be grateful for. And then when we get to them, they default to what they appreciate about others and need to be reminded, no, this is about appreciating yourself. Like, it's insane how simple this exercise is and how beneficial it is for us to, to say, you know, I really appreciate that I'm a good leader. I really appreciate that I'm a clear communicator. I really appreciate that, I, you know, I feel like I'm confident in trusting myself and, and solving problems. That that's not a, an amazing thing that's celebrated. Yeah. When you first started doing that exercise, you did something one night. I don't know if you remember this. And I thought, whoa. That, what a, what a contrast. So you were telling, you were, we were watching as people were having difficulty with this. And you had just started bringing these exercises to these dinners that we were going to. And one night you said, isn't it interesting that kids don't have a problem with this? They'll be like, I appreciate my nose and my toes. And, <laughs> yes. and, I, and I was like, I stopped and I looked at you and I thought to myself, they really do. They really have, no, like little kids have no oh, issue yeah. with that. They'll be fun and silly and yes. they have. You, you know, when you sit down with a bunch of kindergartners and they'll, they'll rattle off a list of 20 things they appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate my red shoes and I appreciate my mouth and I appreciate yeah. my fingers. And I mean, there, there's no hesitation. I did this with my, at, at the time, gosh, this must've been six years ago, maybe. Um, I did this with, with our girls and it was like, it was hard for them, which made me really sad. You know, I want yeah. them to appreciate themselves, but I couldn't pass on to them what I wasn't doing for myself or what I didn't know, right? right. It's, it's, not a, it, it's not, unfortunately, for most people, I don't want to speak in generalities, but for most people, it's not a comfortable thing to say, you know what, I really appreciate that I'm, I'm this way or that I've developed this skill or that I can see these things um, or even that I appreciate parts of my body. Yeah. How dare you say, you know, you, oh. you, you, know, you appreciate your eyes or, or your butt or whatever it is, right? Like, well, if you, go back, that. if you go back to when we were kids, it was, you know, if you started appreciating something about yourself or being like, hey, I did this, I feel so great. It was brat, you were told to stop bragging. Yeah. And yet people would sit there for hours at the dinner table talking about how terrible everything was. And, and there was absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and I know, and I just, from my own experience, like there's only so many things that I can go back and actually tell my family about in my life because they can't handle it. Right. It's like, yeah. they just, you can't, they can't celebrate you. They can't, they don't know how well, to, because they can't celebrate themselves. Right. It's, and that's the point of the, the exercise. Like this is about going back and learning how to celebrate yourself so that you can connect those dots and let it be okay for you to actually feel good. Um, about the person that you want to be in the direction that you want to go and, and consciously creating that person. Yeah. I love this exercise about looking backwards. This is something Brandon and I have, this is kind of a game that we play sometimes when we're sitting across the table, staring at each other at dinner. Like think about all the times where we were at a crossroads where we could have said no, but we said yes. And what caused that yes? And what happened because of that yes? We grew stronger. Yeah. We built our self-esteem. We stepped into something that we didn't know that we could even do, which then led to the next opportunity to say yes. I mean, you, your life is a series of yeses, yeah, yeah. just like mine is, yep. but it's also a series of no's. 
Because we because you set a certain level of standard in your life. So you know what you need to say no to. You don't focus on it. You don't you don't get upset with yourself for the no's that you say. Those have to fall away so that you can continue to step into your yeses. That's all that is. But that exercise of looking back, I mean, man, we you and I both were in pretty low places at in some times of our lives. No question. And, and it was the the point of saying I want something different for myself. I need to be asking a different question. I need to be thinking a different way. Um, and the even possibility that things could be different. Because I know for me, I had to start believing that there was possibility outside of my situation. I mean, I really thought like, I'm going to have to be an elementary school teacher for the next 30 years of my life. And I don't know that I'm going to make it. Like, I don't know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to survive. And for you, it was, dock worker. I'm going to be a dock worker for the rest of my life. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to survive this because that's just how we were programmed to think. Like you, you made this decision and then you were this decision for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's just not true. It's not based in any form of truth or reality. I remember being in that situation and I had hurt my back a few times and I was having some physical problems just because of how difficult the physical labor was. And I had only been doing it for a few years and I was thinking to myself, I don't think I could do this for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I could physically do this for 30 years. And it, and it, it was scary. It was frightening to think if something doesn't change, you're going to stay on this. Cause I came from a long line of people that did those things for 30 years, Same, you know? Same. And it was like, there's gotta be a way out. There's gotta be, there's gotta be another way out of this. Yeah. Great story. I, I mean, for those of you listening, you know, take some time, sit back, think about all the, the different points of debarkation, demarcation in your life where you could have said yes, but you, you could have said no, but you said yes. And how that shaped you and how it's caused you to grow into who you're, who you're being. It's interesting because the visualization that I have in my mind is this like hunched over, like tired, scared person. And with each point in time that you say yes and step into your own growth, you stand up a little bit taller yeah. and you stand up a little bit taller and then you stand up a little, little bit taller. And finally you're like, you know, not self-actualized, but you're in a place that you're really proud of, that you can say, I like me. I like what I've created. I like the impact that I'm having in the world. And I, I'm there because I said yes. And I did those hard things and I didn't let those negative voices stop me. A hundred percent. And I took responsibility. That's well, again, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the, again, if you draw that line out and you go back to the first time that you made a decision that had a significant consequence and then start moving it forward, where did you start taking responsibility to change the consequence? 100%. Good stuff. Awesome stuff. Thanks. Yeah, and, and thanks for the demonstration, Steph, as you moved <laughs> your mouth away from the microphone so all the people oh, thought you were dropping off. I'm sure that they saw that and they said to themselves, hey, that, that she must have been doing some serious movement. Uh, I was hunched over away hunched, from the microphone. You were hunched, and then you rose up. It was very, yes, very cool. I did. I love that you bring it in Steve Jobs, and you guys must be diving into my Audible feed because I recently went back to the Walter Isaacson book Steve Jobs that I just started listening to. I hadn't actually finished the audio version of it and it's been sitting in my queue for, I mean, for a couple of years now, two or three years, and yeah. I haven't actually finished it. And I've been listening to it a lot. And the thing that strikes me the most is when you did that teaching, David, about connecting the dots, you know, back, you can't do it moving forward. It got me thinking about all the great things that that man said. And, you know, I, I had recently come across his 2005 Stanford commencement speech where all of these nuggets came out. And of course the, you can't connect the dots, you know, moving forward, you can only connect them going back was just one of those. 
But one piece that he mentioned at the very end of that speech, and we'll link to that in the show notes below, he talks about this whole earth catalog he used to read when he was a, when he was a younger kid. And they, for their going away episode, they closed it out by saying, stay hungry, stay foolish. And that's been a mantra he had lived by his entire life up to that point. Now, sadly, we lost him, you know, many years ago. I mean, it's been, it's been like 12 years now. Isn't, isn't, he's been, that, isn't that crazy? Wow. How time 12 years. seems to just totally just fly away. But I'm so glad that you brought up this Steve Jobs teaching that David did. I'm so glad that you brought up this whole idea behind connecting the dots because I do it all the time. But the, the conversations we're having today, we're going to be able to connect those down the road. So it's this, it's this perpetual loop that we continue to get back. But I'm going to link to that, that Stanford commencement speech as well because there's a lot of really tidy nuggets that can be pulled from that. So that's very that's great. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. But I just wanted to point that out because uh, it's really, really powerful. Yeah, sure. thank you. Thank you. Hey everybody, thanks for giving us a listen. We really appreciate it. Share this lesson with somebody that you know that might be struggling. It may help them give them just enough feel good about themselves to begin to change their life. We love you guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. If you like what you've heard and you want to know more, go to lifeisnowinc.com.